Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan. Yeah, and I'm excited for everyone who decided to have a Bible study with me today. Alright, so we talked about how this is a new year. God has been doing amazing things. How many guys, how many guys like a fresh beginning? Like, you know, you ever had your room get really messy? And then you gotta clean it all up. Check, check. And it's like, it's a disaster. But if you just like had, like, I don't know, some people are rich and they like pay other people to come clean their house. Like, I know because they pay my wife for it. So some some people they like pay people to come clean their house. How amazing would it be to like leave for work and your house be a disaster? And then when you come home, it's like brand new. Like that that would be amazing. That's that's what my wife provides to people. What an amazing woman. Let's give it up for Kane. She does it back here too, because we come back here and we party too, and then we leave and then she comes and helps me clean it all up. It's amazing. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so we're gonna talk today about New Year. Hold on, let's get the slides up to point. Here we go. Bang! Next one. Boom. New year, new life. This is our fresh start, everybody. We've got a whole new fresh year to start this year. And I'm excited about it because we don't have to drag all the stuff that happened last year into this year. We don't have to drag all the garbage that's been going on before. But we get to start a brand new year. You guys can, have, you guys can be seated, too. I'm so sorry. I, mean, I was like, i got to stand up here. You guys can stand up really. No, we're, we get to start fresh. We're not going to drag in all of the garbage from last year. We don't have to be the person that people imagined us to be. But we can start from a brand new beginning in a brand new year and be the person that God wants us to be. So let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It's probably because I used to be a lunatic and a hooligan. So I love this scripture because I bump into people who remember me as I used to be. And they're like, hey, I remember you, you were wild. And I go, yeah, thank God for 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. How many people in here belong to Jesus? Amen. I mean, yeah, we all belong to Jesus in this room. Let's actually do something tonight. Real quick, let's everybody stand up again. Let's stand up. We're going to close our eyes. And I'm going to lead you guys. I want everybody to do this with me. But it's got to be from your heart. This isn't, you can't just repeat the words I repeat and have the same fact. But everybody from our heart, together with me, we're going to do a prayer of repentance today. We talked about a clean state. I want to start it off clean. So let's, everybody, you can, you can put in your own words, you can, you can repeat what I say, but let's mean it from our heart because that's where the true change begins. Dear Lord Jesus, tonight, God, I come before you, God, a sinner and somebody who needs you, Lord. We're asking that you will come down in a mighty way, God. Wash us clean by your blood, God. Forgive every sin that we've committed, every sin that we may have forgot about. Lord, you know everything, God. And we want to be clean today before you, God. I want to be white as snow in your presence, God. 
We know that your word says that if we repent, you are faithful and just to forgive. And we believe that tonight. So in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, everybody sit back down. We're all, we're all new creatures now. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. That's what we just did. We just cleaned out our house, you know, and we, we do that, and we mess up, and we do that, and we mess up, and we do that. And sometimes the devil convinces us that that means that we should just stop doing that. But I'm going to tell you what, you definitely ain't going to stop messing up. So if you ain't going to stop messing up, you better not stop cleaning it. It's the same thing with our house. We can't just get to a point where we just stop cleaning our house and think that we're never going to make a mess again. You're going to make messes. Things are going to fall over. Things are going to break. Things are going to happen. That's what happens when we live in a world that's corrupt. But I can't stop cleaning because if I keep cleaning, my house is going to be in the condition that I need it to be in. And that's exactly what we just did tonight. Anyone who cries on the Lord, anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The old person is gone. The new life has begun. We are not held to being the way we were supposed to be. We're not, we don't have to act the way our friends think that we act. We don't have to be the person that we have been told we're going to be. God's word is something different. God created everybody. He created all of you specifically with a purpose. That's why it's hard to hate people if you really understand God and you really understand God's plan. Because everybody is special to God. He created each one of you for a reason. He loves you. He knows that he's got a plan for your life. And guess what? It's not to end up in the gutter somewhere with nothing to show for it. He's got a great plan for our life. But in order to get that plan in motion, we've got to draw close to the one who's created it. We've, I don't know the best plan for my own life. We've, we've, I've made mistakes thinking that I knew the best plan for my life. But the closer I walk with him, the more my life became better. And that's exactly where we got to find ourselves. So let's go to Matthew 9. This is Jesus talking. This is him talking. And one day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? And Jesus replied, do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast. Now we're living in that someday. Right then the disciples were with Jesus. So they were partying. They were having a good time. But Jesus ain't here right now, right? Jesus is not here. Well, I mean, he is. Don't get me wrong. He's inside. He's everywhere. But I'm talking about we don't have Jesus showing up at our church every Sunday healing the sick like the disciples did. We wonder why when the dad brought the son who was possessed with the devil and he said, why can't your disciples heal them? And Jesus said, some things come only through prayer and fasting. He was talking about this. Jesus was saying, someday, guys, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here doing miracles like I am right now in the flesh. I'm going away to prepare a place for you guys. But I want those miracles to still take place. I want people to have changed lives. I want demons to get cast out. And the only way you're going to do that is if you fast. So Christ said, one day, you're going to fast. I'm not going to be here. And in order to provoke that power and my authority, which I commanded you to do, it's going to require you fasting. 
It's going to require you cutting some things out of your life. It's going to require you focusing on God and making that the most important thing in your life. That's what fasting is all about. Besides, Jesus goes on in 16, besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old clothing, leaving an even bigger tear than before. So Jesus says, all right, now, you, 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 want, you want something new. Well, I'm not going to sew something new on an old patch. But nobody puts old wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins, so that both will be preserved. How many of us want a new wine from heaven? How many of us want to taste an anointing from God? I want an anointing on my life. I want to be able to preach and watch chains broken. I want to see lives change. Not just so I can say, oh, look at me. But because I know there's suffering people in this world who need that. And the only way I'm going to do that is if I put on some new wineskin. I'm done with the old. It's time for the new. If I want a fresh and new anointing from God, then I've got to change the vessel that he's going to house it. And that's why I'm so excited about a new year, a new life. Because now is the opportunity for all of us. I know I know, we can do it every day. I know we can do this in February. We can do this in March. God starts to do it every day. I get that. But this is the time of year when we're thinking about new beginnings. And this is the time of year where I can make that decision to be a new kind of wineskin. I'm not going to be the old wineskin that I used to be and let people put stuff in me that I don't want in me anymore. I'm going to be a new wineskin. I'm only going to take the things from God. I want a new wine poured into me. And they both will be preserved. I want to be preserved one day. I want to be in His kingdom. And we're going to be in His kingdom if we're living the life that we need to live. So let's, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 5 here. Because this is going to start showing us how we can change that wineskin. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Right there. Right off the bat. Paul don't play games, man. This dude was a gunslinger when it came to writing <laughs> scriptures in the Bible. He didn't play no games. He tells you like it is. And right off the bat, he says, "This is we are controlled by Christ's love. If I want to be a new vessel, if I want to be a new wineskin, then I've got to be controlled by Christ's love. When I get cut off on the expressway, I can't let my anger control me. If, if my friends in school are saying things that I don't like, I can't let my anger control me because I'm controlled by Christ's love. So even when they hit him, he said, forgive them. Even when they were mean to him, he said, don't hold it against them, Father. And that's the type of love that I've got to be demonstrating in this world. So I'm not allowed to, to act like I want, but I have to be a new creature in Christ. I've got to let his love control me. Since we believe that Christ died for all. I mean, do we believe that? Yeah, we believe that. He did. He died. We also believe that we have all died to our old life. So I don't have to be what, what my mom and dad were in their life. I don't have to take 
these generational curses. I don't have to be the person that my neighbor says I am or that my brother says I am. But I have the ability to say I'm dead to that old life and I'm starting a new life. I'm starting something new today. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Mm. Well, Daniel, I like doing this stuff. I, I, I actually like cussing. It's fun to say all those words. Well, you, you're dead to that. You're dead to that. You, you don't live for yourself anymore. I'm not just doing what I want anymore. I'm doing what my Father in Heaven has for my life because He died for me. And now I'm dead to my life for Him. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. That's why Christ was raised. Christ was raised for you. Because when we say, ah, I can't stop doing this in my life, and I can't change who I am, this is who I am. How many times have we heard that in this world, people? Every time someone's doing something crazy, that we're like, why are they doing that? Like, well, this is, this is who I am. We hear that all the time. Well, this is, this is just the way God made me. Okay. Well, right here, he said, die. Be dead to that way. So yeah, he may have made you flawed. But it's time for him to put you back together with a new life that's not flawed. It's a new beginning. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. So he says, I'm not, I'm not even evaluating other people by how I see them in this life. Because he understands this point. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. So guess what? If there's someone I don't like a lot and they really bug me, just probably introduce them to Christ. Because they're going to be a new person. They're not going to bug you like they used to once they get to know Christ. But I'm not going to evaluate them from a human point of view. I'm not going to look at them and say, well, this person's really terrible. And I know he does that, and he does this, and he does that. Because I'm going to realize in my head that that's part of the old wineskin. And if we can get them to experience Christ, he'll change that wineskin into a new beginning. They're no longer going to be the person that I knew, the person that I thought. But now they're a new creature because Christ has the ability to change everything about you. If you don't believe that, talk to anybody who knew me 10 years ago. <laughs> they will say, that's a different guy standing right there. Man, you're a different guy back there. I've seen him change people's lives. That's why he's the God of the resurrection. That's why he was raised for you. So you can believe that you can raise from the life that you used to live into a new life called and anointed, changing the world forever. That demon was cast out because he prayed and fasted. We can pray and fast. We can pray and fast. We can see demons cast out in our church. We can see miracles. We can see these things. What is it going to require of us? That we pray and that we fast and that we believe. If we have faith, and I know it's there. It says it in our Bible. We read it every week. We hear the pastor talk about it every week. We know our Bible says that he heals, that he redeems, that he restores. But it also says you have to believe, you have to pray, and you have to fast. So these things aren't happening. In
The Bible says that even when we're not faithful, He's still faithful. He still heals. He still does all these things. But if I want to see Him, then I've got to do the method that He laid out for us in this Word. I've got to believe, I've got to pray, and I've got to fast. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us, now here we go, God has given us the task of reconciling people to Him. How many times do we hear, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. I don't, this, is, this is what we do. This is our task. This is what Christ asks from us. Is that we reconcile people to Him. And I'm not going to be reconciling people to Him if I'm still living in my old wineskin. Right. If I still look like the old tattered, torn, beat up Daniel. Wow. That ain't going to lead people to Him. That's going to lead people away. They're going to be like, that's how he ended up. I think I'm going to go check this church out. But if we show them this new wineskin. Right. Hey guys, you know what? Sorry, I, 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 don't, I don't talk like that no more. Guys, I'm sorry. I quit that. I don't do that no more. Hey guys, I'm dead to that now. I'm leaving that away. Well, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he changing? Because I had an encounter with, with the God of this universe. And he changed me. And he can change you too. That's how we reconcile people to God. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. You hear that? He's not even counting their sins against them. So that means there's nobody who's sinning right now that can't come to know God because he's not counting it against them. So when I see someone and I think, whoa, that guy's going to hell, that's a bad way to think. <laughs> because God's not counting his sin against him. God wants to reconcile that person to himself. Now, if we die and we end up at the throne of judgment, then we're going to have to answer for some stuff. If I'm not in the right place with God, but as long as they've got breath in their lungs, then I haven't given up hope on them because God is in the business of reconciling people to himself. I don't care how bad you think that guy at your school is or how terrible that person in your family is. Nobody's too bad for God. He died on a cross to pay for it. If I died on a cross and they beat me and you couldn't recognize me, I'm going to let some stuff slide. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to let you in because I paid a big price so that I could have a relationship with you. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we, now it's time to all of us, we are Christ's ambassadors. That's what we are. I wanted to change our name, everybody. I wanted us to go, I didn't want us to be pioneers. I wanted us to be ambassadors. That's what I wanted us to be. But we have, we've already got that logo and we got a lot tied into it. So we'll just stay pioneers for a little bit. But that's why I wanted it is because of this scripture. Because this is who we are. I'm not here just to live for Daniel. The same, ooh, fun, love, let's party, dance time. No. We're here on a mission, people. This world's coming to an end. We see it getting crazier every day. And it's my job to reconcile as many people to Christ as I can before I go live in his kingdom. We are the ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. 
You want to, you want, there's the, the word of God coming out of your mouth. You want to know how to speak the word of God? Tell someone to come back to God. Because it says right here, that's not even you speaking it. We're speaking for Christ when we tell people that. I'm not telling them to come to God because I love them and I want to, I mean, I do. But I'm doing it because Christ's love is flowing through me. It's Christ's love that's calling these people back to me. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That's why we just thought, we just celebrated Christmas. We just talked about Jesus coming to earth, the Messiah walking with us, Emmanuel, God with us. That's why God did it. That's why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because it was the only way you could have a relationship with God. But that door is wide open today. Today that door is wide open. You can have a relationship with God. You can let Him change you. And Jesus talked about them washing, washing the cup from the outside. He's like, I don't wash it from the outside. I wash it from the inside. And when the inside's clean, the outside will be too. God, if you start your relationship with God stronger than it's ever been this next year coming up, He will clean you better than you've ever been. He will make you a new wineskin so that you can hold precious new wine to pass out to this world. Let's go to 2 Peter 3. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friend. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about His promise, as some people think. No, He is being patient for your sake. So we hear this, well, how, when's God coming back? How come, how come God hasn't already come back? Weren't they expecting that time and time again? Yeah, God is coming back. And trust me, God would love nothing more than to have all of us in His kingdom right now. But He gave us a comforter. He's living inside of us. And he says, look, man, the day is like a thousand years to me. But I'm not just being slow about coming back. I am being patient for your sake. The Lord is being patient for their sake. No, he is being patient for our sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed. But he wants everyone to repent. That's what we did at the beginning of the service. He wants this whole world to experience that. To experience the new life. The new creation. But the day of the Lord will come. As unexpectedly as a thief. When the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise. And the very elements themselves will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything in it will be found to deserve judgment. So God wants a new start too. Why does God allow bad things to happen? We're going to be talking about that on our podcast coming up. Why is there so much bad on this earth? God's so good. Believe me, He ain't happy about it. He's going to fold this universe up like a napkin and throw it away. That's what the Bible says. And we're going to have a new world. We're going to have a new life. And it ain't going to be corrupted by sin no more. And we're not going to have to deal with the heartaches that we've had to deal with on this earth. It will be a new kingdom. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives we should live. Looking forward to the day and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. 
And we are looking forward to the new heavens, to the new earth that he has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. Let's give him a hand. That's something to praise God. A new heaven, a new earth. That's amazing. I can't wait to get to heaven. It's not, we're not going to have to deal with the garbage we're dealing with on this earth that Satan has caused. And so, dear friends, while you're waiting for these things to happen, that's what we're, we're all waiting for this thing to begin. Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in His sight. How do we live a peaceful life that's pure and blameless in His sight? We'll go right back to that last scripture. We be controlled by Christ's love. Everything we do should be founded in love. Love covers them all to descent. That means if you're staying in sin, you ain't going to do a multitude. Or if you're staying in love, you're going to stay away from a multitude of sin. That's how I take that scripture. <laughs> because that's exactly what God's trying to show us today. If we live in love, we're not going to be in sin. God's love is perfect. And so, dear friends, while you're waiting for those things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in the sight. And remember... Our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Mm, how many of you guys are grateful for God's patience tonight? God's patient because He loves you. How do I keep making these same mistakes? Guess what? God's going to be patient with you because He loves you. We're going to mess up. We're going we're to repent. We're going to wash it clean. We're going to start new and fresh every day. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna count on this scripture being true. That he's, paid, that he's going to be patient and he's going to be faithful. That is what our beloved Paul also wrote to you about with the wisdom God gave him. So there's Peter and Paul both confirming the same thing, that we can all be made new. Watch you singers come. If you'll, if you'll fire up the music, that will let everybody think that I'm almost done talking. Maybe it'll make me think that it's time to stop talking. Get down. <laughs> no, that doesn't end. I said I was getting started. And not at all. I see she was already ready to kick me off. <laughs> yeah, I get see, Nancy's like five. I get five on all those stones. <laughs> before I but before I do want want us to enter back into this place of prayer. Because guess what? After all the good things that I just said, in the end of the day, if uh, if we don't find ourselves in the presence of God, none of that's gonna happen. So at the end of the service, we're gonna go back into prayer. We're gonna go back and we're gonna spend a minute with the God of reconciliation. We're going to spend some time where we're going to allow Him to make us these new wineskins. John chapter 1, 10-13. I love the book of John. That's such a good book. It starts right off. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So if you don't believe in one God, too bad. <laughs> John didn't play no games with it. He was like, was God. And then the God was made flesh. So I love the book of John. I find myself there reading it a lot. So I was here, and I had to throw this in here with you guys. You can go ahead and fire that music up too, bro. At least let it play in the background. It says, he came in, because this is right after it says, and God was made flesh. I wanted to put it all in there. I didn't know if I had time. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. There's going to be... There's going to be people that we're going to tell about God. Hey, can you turn this mic up a little bit? Because I want you to kick that music out. 
I'm going to be quiet. There are going to be people that God's talking to their heart today. And they're going to reject it. There's going to be friends like one. You're going to be friends that you're going to you're going to talk to them about Christ, and they're not going to they're not going to receive it. They're going to reject it. This has been going on all the way back since child wrote about this. But to all who believed in Him and accepted Him, He gave them the right to become children of God. So some people are going to reject Him, and some people are going to believe in Him. But all of those who believe and accept Him will be children of God. That's what it takes. I don't gotta, I don't gotta break their arm. I, you know, they don't have to go through an obstacle course. They don't have to. All they gotta do is believe and accept it. So if I come to them every day and I say, "Hey, you should trust in God," and they go, "Nah," and they reject them, and you should trust in God. Nah. If once they finally get it. And they go, you know what? I think I'm going to believe this. I think I'm going to accept it. It doesn't matter how many times I tried before. Because in that moment, they're changed. In that moment, they become children of God. And it says here, they are reborn. Not with the physical birth resulting in human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. They're a new creature. If we can talk one person into believing that Jesus loves them and that he died for them, it'll change everything about who they were and where they're going to be. And today, we all know that. You guys all know that. You guys all know that God's died for you, that he loves you. If you've been coming here for a couple of weeks, I've already talked to you. You know God died for you. He loves you. But I'm not just here for me. My new life is going to serve this world around me. My new life is going to be an example to the people around me because I'm an ambassador for Him. I'm called to reconcile people to Him. But I've got to be a new wineskin. I can't just live the old ways that I used to live and do whatever I want, live for myself, and think it's going to make a difference in this world. But I've got to let Christ's love be at the center of everything I do. I've got to make Him more important than my own cares and wants. I'm going to have to fast and pray and seek after Him. Because only then can He make me a new wineskin. And I can hold that anointing that this world needs. So, Brother Nate, will you turn the lights off? Everybody stand up with me. We're just going to spend a couple of minutes with God. You know, God made the entire world in six days. On the seventh day, He rested. It won't take God longer than a couple of seconds to make your life completely different tonight. Everybody raise your hands with me. Dear Lord Jesus, tonight, God, I want to spend some time with you, God. I want you to make my life better. Nothing else in this world can make me different like you can, God. Touch everybody listening tonight, God. Let their hearts be open to your word, God. And bless this time as we spend a couple of minutes in prayer with you today, God. Jesus.